Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, this is Reba, and welcome to the Rooted Deep podcast. Allison and I are here today. Allie, how's it going, girl? It's going great. I'm excited about today. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a fun podcast today. I really am excited. We have with us uh, the head volleyball coach at Bob Jones University, uh, Vicki Groom-Denny, and uh this woman is an absolute legend in the world of coaching and in the world of volleyball. Um, you know, I used to be a coach. Now I almost don't even say that in the same room that she's in because um, I heard of her. <laughs> I mean, it's like legendary status, you know, yeah. I heard of her when I started coaching and I was like, who is this woman? Right. <laughs> you know? And uh, man, an incredible coaching career. Uh, now, Ellie, you like volleyball, right? I, I love volleyball. I was just, uh, I'm short. And um, so I always had there, there's just two positions I think available to the short girl playing volleyball. And uh, so anyway, yeah, and at the collegiate level, those it. positions aren't available for you. I'm sorry. Right. I'm too short for, for that level. But I did coach, you know, in, and I loved volleyball it was one of my, well, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. So, okay, so listen to this. If this is not going to blow your mind. So Vicki was, it was before she came to Bob Jones, she was a head coach at Clearwater Christian College for 26 years in Florida. And she has her earned PhD in education from Florida State. Um, she's an inductee in both to the NCCAA Hall of Fame and the CC Hall of Fame. Mm. Okay. okay. She was named the district coach of the year seven times in a row. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the regional coach of the year, 13 years. <laughs> All right. Um, and she has been the national the coach of the year for the national tournament three times. Um, and then six times national coach of the year. I mean, it's just this incredible um, lineage of coaching. And then, you know, it's not just she's a great coach, but obviously great coaches have winning teams. And this is just what really, as a collegiate coach, this is what just really blows my mind as I look at these because she's she's won the national championship between her time at, at previous colleges, she'd won 14 times, 14 wow. national championships yeah. in volleyball, uh, eight years in a row she won. And I, <laughs> I know, like, yes. okay, you don't even like eight years in a row, you don't even want to walk in the gym. I mean, you're yeah. like, okay, hi, can we just hand them the trophy and everyone else go home? Uh, or you're walking in there going, is there a chance that some Cinderella sleeper is going to sneak up somehow on one of Vicky's teams and, and knock them out? Uh, but, um, you know, but it's just incredible. And then this is what I just love. So she goes to Bob Jones and they never even had an intercollegiate program. They've got intramurals basically. And all of a sudden now they're moving in the intercollegiate zone. So she comes in and takes over a team and, you know, you're thinking, you know, they've never done this before. She's got recruiting. She's got all of this to do. And it's going to take a while before this team really is at a level that is killing it like she's done before. (laughs) Well, yeah, maybe, maybe not because in only their third year of competition, Bob Jones won the NCCAA National Volleyball wow. Championship. Yeah. And so she has over a thousand career wins. Uh, man, she's on the board of the, you know, the NCCAA Athletic Association. 
And it's just incredible. Uh, this life, this woman has had the joy of living uh, and what she's been able to do with teams. So Vicki, welcome to the that podcast. Was a very, I think that's the longest intro we've ever had because yeah. that's the longest record we've ever been able to do. So welcome, Vicki. Thank you for oh, being uh, <coughs> Thank you. I'm doing pretty old right now. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you, you've been doing this such a long time. Uh, did you always know you wanted to coach? Yeah, I think I did. You know, as a little girl running around playing in the backyard with all the guys and, you know, the, playing baseball, playing basketball. I, I just love sports. And then I love working with young people. And what a great combination. Um, you know, I, I really believe the Lord's gifted me in this area. And to be able to do what you love to do. And what God's actually kind of programmed you to do has been just a real joy for me. Oh, that's incredible. Because, you know, I know, you know, coaching is one of those sports that people sometimes come and go in, um, right. you know, and there's kind of sometimes it's a short shelf life for a coach uh, because it's a lot to be a coach. It's it's so much. And uh, so talk a little bit about that. What has kept you coaching for such a long time? Well, I love I love coaching. I love teaching. So I've always been places where I could do both. I think that's kept me in because I haven't been just coaching. I think that's given me a little more balance. And then obviously just the call to ministry, um, you know, the opportunity to see young women uh, come in. I love college age uh, young people because they come in as freshmen. And after four years, God does some incredible work and, you know, they leave and uh, wow. And I get to be a part of that. So uh, probably, probably the, the young women I've had the opportunity to coach uh, has been one of the things that's kept me in it. You know, the Lord's been good, and I'm just thankful for uh, the opportunity. Man, that, that's, that's just so incredible. You know, you've been so successful. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, looking at this this long, and I know how tough it is to be this successful. So um, this doesn't come just because you got really lucky a lot, uh, you know. Um, so, I mean, what do you attribute to all of that success? You know, I mean, what are some things that you found through the years? Because there may be, we may have this, you know, the middle school volleyball coach listening right now who's going, help, you know. But, I mean, what, what, what does it take to put together a successful team? Uh, one of my friends just asked me that. And to be honest, and I don't want to sound super spiritual, um, but I really do believe uh, being rooted in God's word, right? Um, the fact that God's word has the answer for everything. And so the opportunity to coach, to coach through um, using scripture and using biblical principles, um, you know, any issue I face in coaching, uh, there's an answer in God's word. And, and so as I look back over the by any means and learned a lot, especially in my early years of coaching, made a lot of mistakes, um, but just really being grounded and uh, trying to, um, you know, bring these young ladies along. Uh, yeah, on the volleyball court, the X and O's, but it's so much more than um, the technical skills. It's, um, you know, relationships. It's uh, working through conflict. Um, so much of that. And, you know, the answer is in God's word. So, you know, if I was going to boil it down to that, you know, not perfect, but trying to use God's word as the foundation and the platform and the source of everything that we do. And, um, you know, it's, it's great to have that uh, type of resource, right? <laughs> right. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, no. Yeah, I wanted to ask. And you're winning, everything's great. Go ahead. Oh, no, I just wanted to ask you, you know, when you mentioned helping uh, or kind of adjusting with conflicts, 
um, with your with your team. Are, how how is how do you get everybody to kind of work together as a team? Because um, there's so many different personalities. You've got you know you've got divas. I only experienced this in two years of middle school coaching, but we always had a diva. We always had you know we always had a slacker, and we always had just those <laughs> and work hard. And how do you get them to work together? Right, that's probably the biggest challenge. Uh, and every year is different. Even if you have most of the same players back, uh, they change and they mature. And, um, you know, I kind of, again, it's like the church, right? Uh, many members coming together, very different, very diverse, um, different uh, skill sets. And, you know, we really try to zero in on, you know, there's unity and diversity and how God created us is for his purpose. And then as we come together, uh, we all have our role, and we, you know, we want to work together, but, you know, whenever you work with young ladies, there's going to be conflict, and, you know, again, the opportunity to share through God's word, uh, you're going to have conflict in life, too. There's going to be somebody uh, you just don't really get along with, and you have to do a project with them or have to work with them, and so uh, being able to come together, appreciate our differences, uh, recognize that sometimes we get on one another's nerves, but at the end, this is um, this is our opportunity, um, striving together, praying together, growing together. And, um, you know, if, if we all stay on that page, then uh, the results are pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> really. So, you know, working with young women, I think uh, it is a tough mix um, as you watch them kind of come through. And, you know, I know that you probably have this vast wealth of wisdom, truly, uh, for the mom out there who you know, has got a young girl at home and she's trying to figure out how to steer this young woman in the right direction or um, uh, just how to get her to work with the team at home, right? Um, or whatever that might look like. But, you know, just if you would just kind of share some things that you've learned through the years about working with young women and, you know, what's the secret to helping those women become successful in life? Yeah, you know, I, you know, love them, you know, love them. We all have that basic need for love and, you know, you want to accept them where they're at, but not be satisfied where they're at. Uh, you want to encourage them and grow them and challenge them. Um, you know, recently I've really seen uh, with the young people that I'm dealing with um, a real need for affirmation. Um, and I'm sure there's all kinds of reasons for that um, with social media and everything. But um, the idea of affirming young people, but again, challenging them in ways they need to grow. Um, you know, our identity is in Christ, right? Um, and so not looking for, um, you know, that affirmation anywhere else, but in Christ, in, in his role in your life. And I think that's the biggest area I, I, I've seen recently is just the idea that, especially with athletes, right? Because athletes often identify with the sport and they are, they see themselves right. as the athlete. And, you know, if, if they play well, if they don't play well, you know, that's where their worth comes from. And, you know, right. that's so that's so contrary to scripture, right? Um, God accepts us who we are. Uh, he sent Christ to die on the cross for us so that we can be forgiven. And, uh, you know, we're a child of his. And so that's our identity. Our identity is in Christ. And not, not to put so much emphasis on uh, who we are, what we're able to do, what we look like, uh, how we, you know, perform. Um, that would be the biggest area recently that I've really just tried to zone in on is that you know, my identity, my identity, you know, you read all those things and that's great. The Lord's blessed me, but my identity is not in coaching. I'm, I'm, I'm not a coach. I'm a Christian who coaches and God lets me use that. Um, but 
you know, if I start, you know, my identity in Christ and then I start losing all of a sudden, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have on this roller coaster life uh, where when things are sure. going well, you know, I feel good about myself, but when things aren't going well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be horrible. So, you know, Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's my identity, uh, my security. Uh, ultimately, uh, I want him, you know, to be pleased with what I'm doing. And um, that's what's most important. And that's why I try to get across to these young ladies that their real identity is in Christ. You kind of touched on it a little bit, um, but how have you seen, I mean, you talked about social media, but how have you seen kind of the evolution of the mind of a young woman? Like probably 30, 40 years ago, um, back in the day, maybe, it, you know, obviously it looks way different than it does now. And how have you been able to kind of adjust to those changes just in society and culture, but dealing with the ministry um, that you're in constantly? And you've seen this, that type of evolution of, of of how women are, you know, changing or, you know, the need for affirmation versus, you know, versus other issues. Right. I think, you know, uh, probably about three or four years ago, one of my freshmen, and I just noticed how she was always on her, on her cell phone, right? And she, and they have this whole system. They know when to post, what time to post, when they'll have, when they'll have the opportunity to get the most likes, you know, and then if they, they don't get the uh, response that they think they, it really kind of depresses them, you know, like, Oh, I only got 30 likes. You know, I don't even have 30 fronts, but, you know, they're, they're like, um, they're so wrapped up in that uh, unreality. You know, it's not, it's not the real world. Uh, and yet they are spending so much of their time, um, you know, cell phones, you know, they're great, but sometimes they're a curse. And I, my, my players, they spend so much time, not with us, but with whoever else they're engaging with on, you know, social media. So I really try to, um, you know, encourage them, you know, prioritize, limit your time. Uh, one of my players went on a, a, me, a social media fast, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I thought that was great. What a, what a opportunity. And, you know, I, I, I really, I'm taking her lead on this because it's like, could we take a social media fast? Could we step away for a day or two or maybe even a week? And uh, I think we'd all have a struggle with that. That's <laughs> true. would be helpful, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, you know, um, I know that there's one of the things that in it, whether it's sports or whatever, but I know one of the things that sports and coaching teaches you is that is hard work. It, it's the, it's the, you know, that you get in there and you work really hard and, and then you pour yourself into something, that thing that you've worked really hard at. Uh, but I know a lot of times, one of the things I hear from moms a lot is that, you know, kids have changed and, and they don't see the value of that anymore. And it's really hard to get them to see that. Um, so what, what are some things that you've done uh, to help your players to understand that hard work is an important part of success? Yeah, right. I, you know, that's why I did. Everybody gets a trophy, so it doesn't really matter if you, you know, work hard to get better at your craft or not, because everybody's a winner. And, uh, that's definitely the mentality. It's harder um, in, in, this day and age to uh, generate that work ethic um, you know I think you do it by modeling uh, I do it by okay what how have we been successful in the past well you know we're not a scholarship program I'm not getting in six foot two girls who are like just mammoth and you know crush the ball you know we're just getting nice Christian young ladies who want to come to a Christian university and they want to compete in volleyball well if, if we're going to be successful um, you know I just put it out there um, you know, you're going to have to put the time in. You're going to have to put the work in. Uh, everybody likes success. 
everybody likes that sense of accomplishment, right? But uh, it doesn't necessarily just come. And so, you know, the Bible says a desire accomplished is sweet to the soul. And I think when they begin to actually maybe work hard at something, and maybe they have never really, really tried that before, you know, like they've been gifted or, you know, they just get by, but trying to really encourage them, um, you know, God deserves our best. He doesn't deserve garbage. Whatever we do, we should do it with excellence. And then for them to actually accomplish that, right, personally, and then as a team, as we find success, well, obviously, God gives us that success, but he allows us to work for it. And so I think success breeds success and hard work. If I see and I put it in and then I do see some, you know, improvement, I do see some um, wins on the court, maybe some wins off the court, then it's like, okay, hey, this, this really works. And maybe this idea of like putting my hand to the plow and going for it uh, is a good idea. But it's a challenge. It's a challenge in, in today's culture. I can only imagine. Uh, you know, I, I know you've got some great stories uh, through the years, um, but give us some highlights. I mean, what are what are some stories in your life that when you think back of are just some of your, I don't know, just some of your most uh, special moments? Uh, you're talking coaching, coaching either, either, stories? You know what? Either way. Either way. Well, you ask a coach for coaching stories, you know, we'll be here all day. But, um, you know, I... Again, how over and over God, God steps in and he makes up the difference. And I love it when, um, you know, I can, we can step back as a team and say, you know what? That was God. That had nothing to do with us. That was God. And uh, I'll, I'll give you the latest one. At our national tournament this year, um, we were not real talented this year. And we had some issues. That I call them humps in the road we have to get over. And we went to nationals. and uh, I pulled the plug on a setter and put a brand new setter in and bless her heart. She did great. And then we were in the pool play, the last match of pool play. And my very best player who carried us all year long, she carried us all year long. She went up in warmups like she always did landed and blew her knee out, just blew it out. One of the worst injuries I've ever seen. Um, it took 30 minutes to get the EMT there and it was, it was really ugly. So, you know, here we are, um, we're defending champions. We weren't as strong, as strong as I think we've been in the past. And then our very, very best player goes down. And, um, you know, you just say, okay, Lord, you're sovereign. And so uh, we're going to move on. Well, it was just incredible. Um, first of all, the opposing team came over and prayed with my team. because you can imagine, my player are devastated. Our best players laying there in tears. Um, so they come over and they pray with us. That was a special time. And then... Um, we lost that. We lost that match. And so we go into the, the champ, uh, the final four. We had won our previous two pool uh, play games. So we went into the championship round, but nobody expected us to do much because again, our really our best player and the one that's been carrying us is, is gone. And um, I, all I can say is God just blessed us and the girls just stepped up and we, we won the semifinal match in three and we came back in the championship match went up against the same team that had beaten us the day before and uh, we beat them in three straight. And, um, and as we, as we were talking about it in the locker room, you know, I, every young player that I had there recognized that, you know what, God did something really special for us. We didn't deserve this. We really didn't deserve it. 
Um, but God stepped in and that's probably, again, it's the latest one, but, um, and that young lady, you know, great Christian young lady, leader on the court, spiritually minded. And I remember as I'm watching them take her away, why God, why of all people would you do that to her? Um, but recognizing that she's the one that God says, I can do this for because she's going to take this. And she has, she's, you know, she's got a long rehab, long recovery, uh, but she's continuing, not that she doesn't struggle, but she continues to use this uh, for God's glory. And so uh, that's my latest story. God stepped in and did exceedingly abundantly above what we could ask or think. And um, yeah, we didn't deserve it, but he showed, um, you know, grace on us and, and favored us on that day. And if, if I was a betting person, I don't think anybody would have bet that we would have won that match. No, no. you know, uh, you telling that story, uh, my, you know, my knees started to hurt because I, you know, I'll never forget being that junior in high school and uh, looking to go on to play in college and uh, at basketball, actually, but volleyball, I loved volleyball. So volleyball was one of those things that I played, stay in shape and I love to play. And, and I'll never forget going up uh, to hit a, a, you know, quick set. I was already in the air ball was coming up and not really sure. I twisted to try to get it. It was a slightly misset ball. Um, but I'll never forget coming down and blowing out my knee. Uh, in the middle of a volleyball game and hitting the floor and that same scenario laying on the floor, knowing, you know, heard it pop in the air. You heard it pop when you hit, um, you know, completely torn ACL torn out cartilage. And my, my doctor said, were you playing football or volleyball? I'm like <laughs> volleyball. You know? And, um, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that journey of all your hopes and dreams, you know, from the time you're like five years old, um, all the way to this moment of laying in a hospital and the doctors like, you know, back in the eighties, that was a career ending injury, right. uh, much more than it is today. But the doctor just saying, you know, I'm sorry, but it's, it's done. And, uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna play, uh, at this level anymore. And I just remember all of the tears and all of the anguish and all of the things, but God used that, um, moment in my life to probably uh, direct my life in a very different way than I would have gone had I had good knees and had went on to play uh, college basketball, which is what I was, my plans were. And so, you know, as God used that to redirect my life, um, you know, you watch God bring the story of your life around. Today, I'm running dare for more. I'm not coach, you know, coaching anymore, but there were those years I got to coach. Um, and it was, you know, just all of those moments where you see God's goodness, you see his hand, you see his direction. But man, when you're laying on the floor and all you can feel is pain in your heart and pain in your leg and, you know, and then the long rehab process that you just talked about, um, you can't see um, how God could take anything like that and use it for good. Uh, but he does. He can't. And so uh, just, you know. Man, as you were telling that, my knees started hurting. I was like, oh, I remember being there. But you're right. God never wastes that, those kind of moments on our, our lives, right? He has some inner uh, weaved into who he's trying to make us uh, to be for him. And so uh, I keep reminding myself of that. Uh, you know, it, this was a tough one. It, it's like I didn't experience the injury, but um, 
I've seen how, you know, it's, it's challenging. It's challenging. And again, a good thing that her identity is not in her sport because she just lost it. Uh, if that was all she had. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to ask you, you're a coach, you've won a ton of games. Uh, congratulations. Do you have any coaching heroes or somebody that you really think, okay, I like the way that person did it or I learned from them or any models um, just on, on the coaching level? Yeah, well, you know, I'm old school. So Pat Head Summit, you know, um, you know, she's she's definitely old school, but she she's definitely one. I mean, she's um, the gold standard anyway. <laughs> exactly. I just, you know, and then there's a there's a, a high school coach named Don Casey. And Don was saved um, with a, a ministry at Oak Forest Baptist uh, Church. And he was a elementary PE teacher. He had played at the Olympic level. Uh, he knows a lot of, he knew a lot of the big name guys at that time. And uh, he got saved and he started coaching this little Christian school. And um, he, he was my mentor as I was a mm. uh, new coach. And, and as far as the whole biblical approach um, now, Reba, you probably heard of Don Casey, but um, not too many people, you know, when I say Don Casey is one of my coaching heroes, they go, Oh, how nice. Never heard of the man. Uh, yeah. But he, he had, he had it right. He had his priorities set straight and he really set my coaching philosophy of, of you know, if I'm going to do this, you know, what's going to last? And it's going to be not the wins and losses. It's going to be uh, the young people that I have the opportunity to impact for eternity. Yeah, that's cool. And I know that, you know, you do, you know, you have such a great opportunity as sports always gives you a chance to do, to teach life lessons and to impact players. And even, you know, uh, we've just, you know, been talking recently uh, as your volleyball team is hopefully if everything works out, going to join us on the field, helping women. And, you know, you've had a, you know, you've had a cool opportunity to, to let your teams experience mission trips and different things. So talk about that for a minute. Right. You know, it's, we try to take uh, our team every three years, four years. So at least once in their college career, they get the opportunity to go to a foreign country and just, just see life, just see how other people are living. And sports is, you know, the international language, right? You throw a ball out and everybody comes running and um, it's a great opportunity for that platform. Um, and again, you know, as I take players on mission trips, I know that the, it's going to impact them more than they realize. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's always one of those things when we come back, then I always challenge them. Okay. We shouldn't have to, you know, go for a week to 10 days somewhere else uh, to share the gospel. You know, we can do this anywhere. Um, and so trying to encourage them that um, the mission field is wherever God puts you. And, and so it's great, you know, to see how uh, another part of the world lives and, you know, the needs in different countries. Um, but right here in the United States, we have a great opportunity as well, but yeah, we're pretty pumped, uh, to go with you next summer. Uh, yeah. you know, I, um, we've done a lot of different types of ministries, um, but, but what you guys are doing just it really touches my heart. And I know my young ladies are going to be really, really impacted. It's cool. Awesome. I, uh, I worked earlier in our, our ministry. I worked for an organization that we would do sports, you know, sports evangelism, um, and we always, we kind of felt like the guys that we worked with kind of felt like it was almost better instead of winning. Like if we were, if we, you know, we would gather a crowd, we'd play basketball, play volleyball, you know, especially here in the Dominican. They've tried baseball a couple of times, but the American baseball players, just, 
for uh, the Dominican kids. And so, you know, whatever. Um, but we would, you know, we would play a basketball or get a volleyball game. And we kind of figured out it was almost better if we could lose by just a point or two. We didn't want to win. We didn't want to blow it out, you know. But if we lost, then it was like they would almost listen better when we uh, when we were able to share the gospel. It was kind of like, I'm not like saying we tried to lose because I, you know, uh, right. win. But right. at the same time, we almost felt like after years of doing this, we were like, oh, it was almost better. You know, we they listened better or the, the interaction between the Dominican players and the American players was was a little bit more comfortable because they like hey we we but you guys play you know so i don't yeah. know if you have any stories or what your what your take on that but it was fun yeah we were um we were in bahamas to do a mission trip right and there was um they they didn't have women teams this was several years ago so there were no volleyball teams for women but they had men's teams so what happened it was great because uh, we would go to, you know, an open court outside and we'd be playing a men's team. Well, all the wives would come and cheer for us against their husbands. <laughs> and so, when we, you know, when we beat the men, the women were going crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. So that, that was funny. But, yeah, I understand what you say. Like, one of the best times we ever had was we never got to play the game. The uh, electricity went off and we just had one-on-one -on -one with all the players. And we never, never did get to play the game. Um, but we got a lot of good one-on-one -on -one times with the other players. Yeah. That's awesome. That international exchange has always been one of our favorite things, just learning a little bit of culture, um, you know, maybe exchanging flags or just, uh, I remember, I remember one time I, I might've shared this already. I was asked to sing the national anthem because they wanted to sing the national anthem in, in the Dominican for a baseball game. And then they asked me to sing the American national anthem <coughs> And they unfurled the giant American flag and uh, unfortunately had the face, a uh, sequin face of Michael Jackson right in the middle of the flag. So <laughs> without laughing. And, um, but then, uh, you know, a few years later he passed away. And so I was like, well, that was just a nice little memory from out in the middle of the village, you know, but those international exchanges, I think have been, have been exciting. What are some, where are some places that you guys have gone? You've gone, you've mentioned the Bahamas. Uh, right with Bahamas, we've been to Dominican Republic a couple different times. Yeah. Um, Costa Rica. Uh, we have been, well, Hawaii is not an international country, but we've been to Hawaii. Definitely a different uh, culture, yes. <laughs> uh, but a lot, yeah, multicultural for sure. And, um, and then, like I said, Guatemala this next summer. Um, I've never been to Guatemala. I asked my team, and none of them, some of them had been on uh, mission trips, but nobody has ever been to Guatemala. So we're looking forward to a, to a new. Yeah. A new place yeah it's gonna be fun well you know i know i know that sometimes people only know you for one thing i know that in my life that can be true uh you know um and you're known as the volleyball coach right and that's kind of or or the professor uh so i'm sure there's some kids at school who don't know you as much as the volleyball coach but they have you as a professor in, in their classes and so they know you as the professor but outside of volleyball and coaching and teaching um you know man tell us just a little bit about you um outside of all those things that pretty much everybody knows you for and uh, these are the things you're kind of famous for but there, i know there's so much more to you as a person than uh than just uh this title or that accomplishment or whatnot so tell us just a little bit about you personally well, I love, I love being outside. I love being out, you know, now that we're living in South Carolina, just there's so many nice hiking trails and just really um, enjoying uh, God's creation. I really, I really like 
just getting out. Obviously, I love exercising as a whole, uh, but those uh, hikes out in, in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains are just like um, breathtaking, right? And I really enjoy that. Um, you know, Sunday school teacher, choir member, um, wife to a great husband who I really say it. I got married when I was 42, did not think I was going to be married. And God just out of blue, Lou, I meet him at church. He, his first wife had passed away. And um, he is probably the reason I continue to coach because he jumped right in. And, um, you know, as, as you get older and you have so many responsibilities, you begin to think, and I really thought probably I would finish out my ministry in, in the classroom. Uh, but Lou stepped in. He's the operations guy. He takes care of all the volleyball stuff. And um, he even, I remind him this often in our wedding vows, he actually, it was his idea, we put in our wedding vows in volleyball season and out. And, <laughs> I love it. I love and, it. And, um, He's just been a great, you know, he had his career. He had retired and moved to Florida. And um, I'm just forever thankful that God uh, brought Lou into my life because um, I really don't think I'd still be uh, coaching today if it hadn't been for uh, God's provision and a wonderful husband. So that's my shout out to Lou. He's the man and he does a great job with He's, he's a great job with the young ladies. They love him. And uh, we're really thankful for what God's doing in our lives as a married couple and then through us. That's awesome. awesome. Really awesome. Well, we always loved ending this podcast uh, with some rapid fire questions. And uh, these are just fun, uh, kind of a little bit of a fun questions, a little bit just kind of get to know you kind of thing. So um, you don't have to you don't have to ponder too long about them unless they're stump you on one or two. But we'll just kind of roll through a couple of these. And uh, Ali, I'll kick us off and then you can uh, you can go from there. We'll just kind of punch through here and ask you a few. But so here's the first one. I think you'll get this one. So outside of the Bible. OK, what book has impacted oh. you? Yeah. Outside uh, of the Bible. You got to take that one away. Because uh, okay. that's obvious. But what book has impacted you outside of the Bible? OK, two. The growth mindset has taught me in my coaching. And then Jerry Bridges' book, Trusting God, uh, that book has really, uh, and I continue to read it, uh, just about God's sovereignty in your life. Those, those would be my two. Mm, that's good. I wrote those down. Um, what do you enjoy doing? You've mentioned hiking, but what are some things you enjoy doing in your free time? Free time. Um, I like biking. I like hiking. Pretty much anything active. Love going to the beach. Went to the beach yesterday. Um, again, just being outside, being in God's nature, um, just enjoying uh, life without a lot of stress and, and so anytime I can get outside and then just enjoy the beach or the mountains I do it yeah all right what is something that people often get wrong about you hmm well my players say I'm very intimidating <laughs> but I'm really not I'm just very focused and driven um, and I, I think once they get to know me they recognize um, that I really do love them but I think at first they, they really wonder, like, who is this woman? <laughs> That's awesome. That's good, yeah. Uh, all right, so um, you, you live in Florida now, so maybe it's seafood, maybe it's not, but what is your favorite, <laughs> favorite meal? Uh, I like Cuban food. Mm. Love Cuban food. There you go. Yeah. There and and the, further, the further south you get in uh, Florida, especially around Miami, that's the real Cuban food. There you go. That's the real stuff. All right. Very good. So, okay. So I have to, I mean, I have to follow up. So like, is there a favorite Cuban meal? Like, is there certain things that you just love? Well, you know what? I like the Cuban sandwich and like rice and beans. 
Give me right. good old rice and beans. There we go. Very good. All right. So, so here we go. So what's on your nightstand? This is always a fun question as to what pe people keep on their nightstand. Okay. Let me, uh, my, my cell phone, um, my headphones. Um, I've got um, my thyroid medicine. I have to take every morning to remind me to take it. Um, <laughs> And all I think trophies. that's it. Yeah. All the trophies are on your nightstand. <laughs> you know, funny thing about trophies, right? When Clearwater Christian College closed, all the, we have big banners up and, and pictures of every national championship. And when the college closed, what happened to all those? Yeah. And that's a great, that's a great reminder, right? I mean, um, they're very temporary. And, yeah. and so I always, I always remember that. Um, you know, all those trophies go in the box and, Everybody wins trophies, right? But yeah. where are they now? <laughs> right, that's true. Yeah. What are um? You know, you've got uh, you've got a. You sounds like you're just doing really well. Um, what is a snapshot of your or of an ordinary moment in your life that brings you joy? We get together right before every match, and girls pair up one on one, and they pray together. Mm. And I just really love to see that. Mm. That's good. What are you deeply grateful for? Um, my salvation, you know, um, new life in Christ, where I would be without Christ. I don't even want to think about, but um, I'm just thankful for my salvation and um, the joy of being in ministry and being able to impact young people. Awesome. Hey, this is the last question. What keeps you rooted deep? Again, I, God's word uh, and, good, and good friends. God's word and good friends. Um, Good friends that will point me back to God's word. Um, those are, I would say, the two most important things in my life that keep me rooted and grounded. Awesome. Well, hey, as we, as we close out the podcast today, you know, maybe there's, uh, maybe there's a mom listening right now, uh, or maybe it's a youth pastor's wife listening right now. And, you know, they're struggling as, as they deal with these young women in their lives. Um, you know, as, as we close out the podcast, if you could just tell them, one thing to encourage them today what would you share with that mom out there who's got that daughter that's got her scratching her head right now uh what what is something you would share with them as we go off the podcast today keep on keeping on just keep on keeping on be faithful um keep pouring into the young person never give up on them uh, god's not finished with any of us and you know i'm often I, I look at that 18 year old girl that comes in and i'm like oh my word um, and then I see how God just works in her life, but it takes time. It's a process. And I, I would just say, keep on keeping on. Mm, good advice. Well, man, thank you so much, Vicki, for being on the podcast today. This has been, it's been great. It's been fun to be able just to talk with you a little bit, uh, about your life, your career, your coaching, your teams. And, uh, hopefully it's been a blessing, uh, to some people as they've listened today. I know you have a lot of fans out there. So, uh, so I'm sure some some players are out there going, that's my coach. So uh, so that's really that's a cool thing. But thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We've really enjoyed thank it. Hey, thanks a lot. Enjoy talking with you, ladies. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today on Rooted Deep. And uh, until next time, get in the word, get grounded and let God do his work in your life. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and Look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.